0: I suppose I should say Happy New Year to you.
1: Yeah, Happy
0: New Year to you and, and all the other ears. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. No, thank you. 2021 is here. And James, it's got off to a strong start. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know, actually, uh, Graham made a good point just before we started the podcast. I let him know that we were starting. He said, Do you know what? Oh, that's, that's nice. For once, something has actually happened before you did the podcast instead of afterwards. Because yeah. imagine if we had done an episode in like, Tuesday, and then this happened. Yeah, usually we're used to being a day ahead of the news in all
1: the wrong ways, (laughs) but this time we're a day behind, which makes us immediately irrelevant but at least we know what we're talking about this
0: time. Well, yeah, and I guess some people may be interested into what we have to say. I very much doubt it, but you'd never know. <laughs> oh, here, uh,
1: here's two people very far away from our situation talking about a situation. <laughs> but that's
0: what C Parade is. That's what we do. It's what we've done. All the time. <laughs> it has honestly been mad seeing how it's all unfolding over there. And I appreciate we're jumping into this very early, but yeah. I was up till three just because I was, I couldn't keep my eyes off it. I just had to keep watching and scrolling and oh, it was madness. I gotta be honest.
1: I feel like I'm being asked to live through a few too many massive historical moments <laughs> in a very short amount of time.
0: It is a lot crammed into just a, a very intense period.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could expand and talk about how we've been recording a podcast for like five years and the world is like... Dramatically changed over that time, but like even just like the last two months, too
0: much, too much history. His history needs to be a bit slower than this. I would say if, if we're talking wider scope, the last four years, but certainly as as you say, the last uh, handful of weeks have just been just body slam after gut punch after pile driver, like, keeping those wrestling allergies going. I need to yeah, I need my tag partner.
1: I, I feel like if. Any one of these happened on their own, and that was it. I might feel shocked. I might feel shook to my core. I might feel like, oh my goodness, how can this
0: possibly happen? Yep. But I don't feel any of that. It's just endless. And I'm like, "Yep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is how it works. It's even the fact, James, that if you look outside your window, the weather has turned dystopian. I know. It's very apt. I, I can't really see very far. So I quite like it, though. Yeah, so, so essentially, uh, looking at my window... It is freezing fog, so I can see about 30 feet out the window of where I am. And it's like slushy, melty, icy, snowy. (laughs) It's just horrible. And we've got all this great stuff to talk about. I know that if I was in like a film
1: or a TV show, that fog is a bit ominous and it means bad things are coming. But here in real life, this fog feels like the safest thing that's going on right now. Okay, I quite I quite like the
0: aesthetic. Welcome to Cease Operate, everybody. The first episode of 2021, the longest-running Scottish entertainment podcast, talking really about the news more than entertainment these days. Yeah, with the longest season one of any show on the planet. I'm Colin. He's James. I am. And we're back for another year of seeing how many episodes we can crash out in the number of weeks we've got.
1: 45!
0: And to be honest, James, I did do some research after the final episode of 2020 to yeah. clarify how many episodes we did. And actually, I was right. We, we did way more last year than any previous you year. Did. You got it. Our goal, as we'd stated at the end of 2019, was to do 40 episodes and we well surpassed that. We were like joking. We were like, haha, 40. Imagine us being put together <laughs> enough to record 40 times. <laughs> Only took a pandemic. And also... <laughs> Finally, a seesaw promise. Also in that episode, I said that my goals were to buy my own place uh-huh. and learn to play golf. One out of two. One out of two? I'll take that. I'm assuming that I had no goals whatsoever. You did not. You did not have any.
1: 100% success
0: rate. Do, do you have any for this year? Um, No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a few. No one of them actually is to record and uh, be writing and publishing music with all of my musical outlets oh. this year cuz that last year I barely did any and I was it was very sad. The pandemic times you were you did the opposite of every other musician. <laughs> exactly. I didn't do a Taylor Swift release two surprise albums. That was not me. Yeah. Wish it was. I made a lot of music. I
1: didn't release any of it yet, but I made a lot of music. In the last year, and I feel like I actually did some good ones. Oh, great. Well, that can be a goal for me as well. Continue making the music.
0: Yeah. Uh, just I send sh- over all your stuff and we'll, we'll put it out there on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: As I, I do stream it a lot. Keep an eye on the Twitters if you want to hear me make poor attempts at making music that sometimes end up being good and I never understand
0: how. Okay, well, that is at Fair Jane. But of course, you are listening to Cease Operate. So if you want to get in touch, you can do on Twitter at Cease Operade or you can email us like Shanana Beattie did. Oh, my goodness. Yes. We're off to a huge start to the year. Can I, Scenes. Can I say first of all, Shanana, this is probably the best email we've ever received. But also, it is so long that I'm never going to be able to read all of it out. I read it all. I'm tr- I, so did I. I'm not reading it out. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out though the best way of 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 getting this out to people because it is. A public service announcement about drug deaths in Scotland, and it's so like well researched, yeah. And there's information, and there's facts, and there's things that we thought we were talking about, and it turns out we were kind of right, but actually she has way more information than we ever did. Yeah, this is the most
1: that I've ever felt like I've dipped my toe in a thing, and then someone's been like just giving me a head pat and gone, "I got this." Like this. this is a dense, dense email, and I, same as you, I wanna, I wanna make sure that other people can see this or read this. So, so. Yeah, because because I know you listen. Um, please let us know if we can like coordinate with you to find a space to to put this info in. Because I'm sure it's in loads of spaces, but I feel like I want to put it somewhere else as well.
0: Oh, definitely. So please. So thank you so much for that, Shanana. I'm going to summarise uh, the points you made at the very end.
1: The, yeah, read the end points. Yeah, 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 which
0: was that to to combat this epidemic of drug deaths in scotland she says that we need more and better rehab beds that are based on the 12-step model of recovery needs clearer funding stream for drugs and alcohol recovery it's more transparent we need better primary care for current and former drug users we need decentralized decision-making bodies accountable for their funding decisions and not the black hole that we currently have nhs needs to accept the faith groups and fellowships do the heavy lifting and should partner with them rather than see them as suspicious and a whole other list of points here. There's nine actually in total, as well as all the other points that were made. So, Shanana, thank you so much. Yeah. And I will get that out on social media in some way, shape or form Yeah, once you have actually heard this at some point. We can coordinate to
1: make it more, less email-y and more, uh, more uh, (laughs) internet-y. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Like, this is, this is the best thing we've ever received.
0: Oh, absolutely. And dear listener, if you would like to contribute to anything we are discussing on the show either today or in previous episodes, please do drop us an email, seesawparade yeah. at gmail.com. Most of the ones we get at the moment are from SoundCloud users who do not exist and Russian <laughs> bots who say they love our episodes, which I struggle to believe. Yeah.
1: So if you ever see us dipping our toes into a, a bit of info that you have a lot more knowledge about and you want to give us a little pat our heads, call us cute, and then like take the reins for a bit, please do. Because that was, this is like... My my mind has expanded, and I really appreciate
0: that. Okay, James, shall we dive into, I don't even know how you'd start with this, the Capitol building siege in Washington. Well, I didn't dive in, but I know a lot of people did. (laughs) Yeah, that's as good a start as any. Late on Wednesday night, UK time, middle of the afternoon in the States, a pro-Trump MAGA mob who had showed up in Washington for, uh, the, the I don't know, to commemorate the fact that VP Mike Pence was suddenly going to play the Trump card. And say that, you know what, <laughs> yeah. we're going to reject the Electoral College votes yeah. and Trump gets four yeah. more years. I so- believe that was the conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you know that the old vice president has the power to delete the election? Just as a, just as a thing he does. In uh, unsurprising news, the uh, mob have now all turned on Mike Pence and apparently he is to be executed. <sighs> that's a story for another day. Notly so any. this mob turned up, Trump spoke to them in the morning, and then... In the early afternoon, they descended on the Capitol building where Congress was meeting yeah. to certify Joe Biden's victory. Yeah, which Trump had spent in the morning saying was a stolen election of course. again. I'm doing this all just from memory, by the way. So please jump in. If yeah, know there's too much. If I miss anything or skip over yeah, anything. Yeah,
1: you said they stormed it, but they also kind of were let in because I guess it was a uh, white group of people primarily and they were right-wing and the police probably saw a few of their
0: friends in the mix and they're like oh so better not make this violent." the videos that are circulating on social media show a number of things the first ones that i'll address just because my own background is the media being attacked literally by hundreds of these people ap associated press had to abandon tens of thousands worth of equipment because the maga chuds turned up and started destroying it yeah. Meanwhile, police, as you say, being very restrained and in some cases... Way too chill about the whole situation. Just letting them walk into the building, which is stunning. If you've ever tried to get into a Glasgow Sockey Hill Street nightclub and sneak past yeah, the bouncers, yeah. it's impossible. So how on earth they just strolled on into the Capitol building, which surely is meant to be one of the most secure places on earth... I'm sure will be the subject of some sort of inquiry.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm not trying to say, hey, I expected tear gas and flash and flash grenades and, and rubber bullets and stuff. I don't want that for anybody in a protest situation. I would have expected that, like a more effective shield, though. Yeah, I've seen I've seen American police have very effective shielding of whole, whole entire streets and blocks and buildings and a bunch of tactics, and these these everybody at the Capitol, the, probably the place that you want to keep the most secure, uh, is in public eye, uh-huh. just melted. It was mind blowing, okay. and I'm sure that the that at the end of the day they're going to be like, oh well, I guess we need to give the
0: police more money. No, how about give them a bigger brain, some tactics maybe. A point on that, just before I continue the narrative, people on social media were well aware that this gathering was happening. You know, it was, I knew this was happening in Washington yeah. for weeks yeah. before it happened because every pro-Trump person was heading to Washington on the 6th. Yeah, It was very clear that some mass gathering was happening. And for some reason, the police and security services, which I'm sure we'll get to, Seemed to be caught completely off guard or perhaps intentionally were just a little bit chill about it. So continuing continuing on, the mob then gets into the Capitol building, starts... Yeah, people are evacuated. Yeah, people are evacuated. There is constant vandalism. Things are being stolen. Uh, Windows smashed. Messages scrawled on walls. Somebody broke into Nancy Pelosi's office and took some pictures and left a message on her desk. A couple of pipe bombs
1: were replaced.
0: Um, A couple of pipe bombs were found, yeah. Yeah, both outside Democrat and Republican um, offices. Indeed. Meanwhile, the members of Congress are evacuated, many given gas masks, and others then barricaded themselves into their own offices. Uh, Meanwhile, the standoff continues in the main chamber... As people try to get in, a woman is shot yeah. and later dies as she attempted to, jump in, to uh, jump in through one of the windows. There is a video of this on social media. I would urge you to avoid watching it Indeed. because it shows a woman's death. Yeah, you, you've heard it here and that's, that's all you'd really need to understand what happened. Eventually, the mob or some of the mob get into the main chamber. There are pictures online of these people sitting in, for example, the speaker's chair and Mike Pence's chair. Yeah, and they stole a podium. Yes, yes. uh, uh, One of the pictures which was circulating on social media was one of the chaps who looked very happy with himself stealing a podium. Yes. As this is going on, Joe Biden makes an impromptu speech, which was actually a very good speech considering it was off the cuff. And it's Joe Biden. And it's Joe Biden indeed in which he demanded donald trump do something for what biden described as an insurrection which it was trump at this point had apparently refused to deploy the national guard and this is something which i am unsure and cannot prove but the rumor was that mike pence the vice president have then gone over Trump's head, and said no, we need the National Guard. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but- Yeah, VP made a couple of calls, is the rumor. Yeah, there were other then rumors that uh, aides close to Trump were saying that he had lost his mind. We had a, a so number surprised. of key, we had a number of key uh, figures in the White House resign shortly afterwards, including the First Lady's chief of staff, uh, a couple of social secretaries as well, one of whom was very helpful, actually very helpful with uh, with press people in the states. Yeah, we also then following on from that. Finally got the Capitol building under control. The mob were then helpfully assisted out of the building. Some videos of policemen helping women down the steps.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say a very small number of arrests. I'm I'm impressed, but also right. not surprised as to how few people got arrested this during this. Maybe it's because they know that all the idiots streamed themselves very often yep. on selfie cam, and therefore we can arrest them later but my goodness, there wasn't really that much arresting.
0: I don't have the current figure, but the one I saw last night was that 13 arrests had been made.
1: Yeah, and then there was it got up to like 40 over the night with the curfew and stuff. Right,
0: in comparison to the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer, which saw an excess of 14,000, but we'll get to that in just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right when you're saying that people were live streaming. We had lots of key figures inside the uh, Capitol building from the MAGA side and from QAnon who were all piling in and, and getting their share of the fun. And then, of course, came the accusations that actually this wasn't MAGA, this wasn't QAnon, this was Antifa. Yeah,
1: that guy with a beard, he's very
0: clearly Antifa because he's got a strange tattoo. So, yeah, there were pictures going around online saying, look, this person's an actor, look, this person's from Antifa, because his his tattoo on his hand is clearly the hammer and sickle. It wasn't, it, wasn't. it was from a video game, and he was a neo-Nazi.
1: <laughs> Surprise! The Nazis are bad! The
0: Viking who everybody has been seeing and in some cases saying, no, this guy was at a Black Lives Matter protest. He is known as the Q Shaman. Mm -hmm. He's a very well-known figure inside QAnon. He's spoken at a few major events. Uh, He was used in the front pages of various media outlets over the last 24 hours. 100% as clear as as day, a QAnon figure. However, some people were suggesting this was Antifa uh, in an attempt to besmirch the name of Donald Trump and 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 MAGA and if they
1: or f- when they are failing or when they realize they're failing to say that this this specific event was the fault of the left they are then saying like it wouldn't have happened if the left didn't protest and and this is just this is just the right pushing back against the protest that happened in the summer and it's like all right sure yep. it's not just that you're all a bunch
0: of fascists to have a little
1: demagogue
0: then we had Donald Trump posting on twitter the first one was a video an, a minute long video in which he said i know you're hurt i know your pain i love you you're special <laughs> you're special go home trump I to his terrorists I can't believe i can't believe
1: that trump who wanted people who were going near any sort of protest in the summer to be getting ten year jail terms and stuff like that? It <laughs> tells his own followers that they're special when they do this. It, like, it reaches new levels of surprise every time that he 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 tweets. And then
0: now he can't now he can't
1: tweet. I guess for a
0: while. Which leads me on to my next point, which was this video was initially flagged by Twitter as you are unable to interact with this tweet, you're unable to retweet it or like it because it is risking inciting violence. Shortly after that, Trump tweeted a couple of times which were immediately removed by Twitter in a first- for the website, 14 days before Trump leaves the presidential office. Yeah, oddly
1: enough, on the same day that the Democrats finally had all the control, so it kind of shows that Twitter are
0: cowards after all. Yeah, we'll get to the fact that Twitter have finally censored Trump two weeks before he leaves office, but hey-ho. His uh, tweets were deleted or removed, and he was banned for 12 hours. I'm unsure if he's returned to his account yet, but certainly that happened. Yeah, he's been speaking through a social media guy. He has been, and we'll get to, to Twitter's role in all this in just a second. And following on from that, once control was somewhat re-established, Joe Biden's presidential elect victory was officially certified Man. despite some objections from six senators, including Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley, who is a psychopath. Ted Cruz, who I don't understand how he can be so weak. We had some senators who had said they were planning to object, but then changed their mind yeah. after the incident, including Kelly Leffler, who lost earlier in the day in the Georgia runoff. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute as well. I'm no, I'm teeing uh, up no, a lot Yeah, here. No,
1: I was a good guy. I was a good guy, I promise.
0: So she abandoned ship. However, it was not enough, and Joe Biden was certified he will be president as we all knew, as we all expected, yeah. on January 20th. Yeah. Police have confirmed that four people have now died, three of whom, I believe, had medical emergencies as a result of what was happening. I think one of them tased themselves. Was it,
1: is the chat somebody tased themselves? <laughs> really? I mean, I can't ah. guarantee that I didn't see it happen.
0: So the, the final talking point is, and this is on the front page of, of a number of media outlets I've seen, some of which are left-leaning, the invoking of the 25th Amendment, which would remove Donald Trump as president and VP Mike Pence would take over for the remaining fortnight. Now, I would say from the bat, that is a pipe dream and is unlikely to happen. However, the fact that Trump is still in control for the next two weeks is scary. It's a big statement. It shows just how bad America is. As you noted already, James, this was... A massive moment in history, which I'm sure will be remembered by everybody who saw clips on social media or were even there, some of the reporting, particularly Robert Moore from ITV. His report was incredible. It will be remembered for the rest of certainly living memory because it was horrifying. So James, let me just open the field to you, fill it with words, because that is the narrative. That's where we are. It's currently Thursday afternoon, by the way.
1: Yeah yeah right now we're the we're the day after for the UK. Um yep. I I hope that they get rid of, of Trump just right now because I expect Trump had plans for how to leave and those plans didn't include leaving right now. And therefore I think if they surprise him with a hey you're not president they might they might they might actually get him in cuffs or something. They might actually start assist a uh, prosecution. There might be some effort by the Republican Party to completely detach themselves from the Trump name right. over the next couple of weeks. That's that's,
0: a, that's the pipe dream though. Just on that point, Mitch McConnell, who is the Senate minority leader as of yesterday, and now yeah, yeah, was very very strong in terms of oh, the fact that Biden actually won. Yeah. And Mitt Romney, who is Again, probably the only moderate Republican I can think of. Currently
1: the only person who's spoken out, but only ever spoke out when the Republicans were still guaranteed to win.
0: Yeah, also gave a a strong speech on the Senate floor and urged his party to just tell the American public the truth, which was that Biden won, and that they were essentially continuing to fight on because of one injured man's hurt pride. Yeah. So, James, let me ask, first of all, about the reason... For this mob being here, why were they there?
1: Right. So a lot of people are saying, hey, Trump's to blame. And that's about the whole summary of what they're saying. Yes, Trump's to blame. The entire Republican system is to blame. Every single senator, uh, uh, governor, every single congressperson who has put into question any election result that was certified. And continue to do so after it was certified for a second or third time is a big part of the blame here. There are a lot of people, aside from Trump, who should be impeached or removed from office for their continued attempts at what is approaching like sedition treason at this point. Yeah. Um I I don't think anybody's done anything treasonous. I think that word's been thrown around a little bit heavy handed. Um but we are really getting about as close as you can get before you're talking about people getting the death penalty in America because the death penalty still exists there for for treason. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of the media uh, trying to like tone this down. They're being like, "Oh, and the all the people were waving uh, American flags," and I'm like, "No, they were waving Trump flags and they were waving like Confederate flags." And 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 it's all because of what Trump was saying. And I'm like, "No, Mike Pence is at fault. All the senators are at fault. McConnell, he might have said a speech, but it was at the last." Possible <laughs> where He couldn't possibly win. And therefore he's at fault. And all these people should also be removed. They won't be, but they should be. And then like all the people who are leading the conspiracy theories and leading the people to violence and manipulating the masses are the real fascists and they also need to be removed. A bunch of um, individuals who have been misled, I'm not so worried about. They can be taught of what they did was wrong, right? All the people who stormed it. I, I, do, I doubt the majority of them are actually in support of anything. They're just angry and they don't know what to do. And somebody's manipulating them to make them violent. Right. We've got to take down the figureheads. And that that includes, and I say take down as though like it's an assassination. No, I, what I mean is like legally. <laughs> we got to get people and actually bring them to justice. I've said this recently If Biden and co, and if the new Republican names that step forward to try and like reface the party, do not come down hard on this attempt at bringing in a dictatorship in the States, it's just going to happen again in eight years or 16 years or whatever. They need to come down hard.
0: Okay. There was some talk as well of impeaching the president for a second time. Do you think that's a realistic outcome?
1: It is now. Um... Because the Democrats have taken control of of every major seat of power. um, Enough control to probably do it. And the Republicans have lost enough support from within their party that they might actually vote for it. Even as a token, hey, he's impeached in the last two weeks, they might go for it. I know that they are writing the papers needed. I know that nobody can really hold it up as, as well as they used to be able to. So we'll see. Again, it all feels like a pipe dream. It feels like a pipe dream that any, any justice will be done. I fully expect that all that will happen is the next couple of weeks will pass with very little drama and then Biden will be like, now's the time for healing and we've got to show what the real true America is and be our real selves. Okay. If there, there are people telling us that this isn't the real America right now, They're wrong. This is the real America. America doesn't need to
0: become what it really is. It needs to fundamentally change. There was a point about that. It was Biden actually tweeted yesterday something about this isn't America. This isn't who we are. it is. And I almost quote tweeted it by saying, well... it because every time something like this happens, the response is, "This isn't America. America's not like this. This is not what America does." It's like, well, you, uh, but it well, is. I mean, it has it has been for quite some time. Granted, usually
1: you do insurrections in foreign countries, but you are very good at doing that too. But this is just what America does. And Biden, the next president, saying things like, "This isn't America," it's just denying a problem. And we all know that denial is the first step on a lot of problem lists.
0: Linked to this is the fact that you mentioned the you know third world countries and, and, and things that we would see happen in other nations. The international response to this, I believe Turkey actually put <laughs> out a statement to say, we condemn what's happening in the States. Both yeah, sides yeah, just need yeah. to get around the table and sort this out. If Turkey are telling you how to conduct yourselves we also had we had boris we had pretty patel of all people she took a little bit of cajoling to say
1: anything it was like her third or fourth interview of the day before she was like yeah i guess trump is kind of
0: at fault <laughs> yeah. So so she said that Trump's comments directly led to the violence we saw in the Capitol. Boris was also uh, he kind of, he criticised it without criticising it yeah, uh, by saying, you know, it's <laughs> is... horrendous scenes and awful to see. Yeah. I wonder if he still thinks that Trump should be a nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize. What's the, what is the fallout from this, James? Because Inauguration Day is on January 20th. I realise we still have a couple of issues here to talk about, but we still have two weeks to go. So What's next? Oh, man. Um, well, my 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 heart is telling me that
1: everything is going to just be bad in the way that like everybody's going to try and brush everything under the rug. Uh, there'll be um, token gestures, everything like the same kind of token gestures that we see for racial equality and for uh, tackling poverty. They'll they'll have some token gestures for tackling right-wing radicalism. Nothing actually will happen, and then we'll have a time of hugging and healing, and that hugging and healing will be entirely fake, and we'll just have a continued Build of this momentum for whatever is going to destabilize the U.S. in the end. Um, I really hope I'm wrong, and that they actually try to do justice, and they actually try to 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 put people uh, in the places they deserve. And in this instance, Trump deserves to be in a small prison,
0: which I again would say is a pipe, pipe dream entirely. As much as as much as that is entirely where he should be. It will not be where he ends up. Yeah. A couple more points, James, that we're yet to talk about. The first one before I talk about the Georgia runoffs is Twitter. Because Twitter, as mentioned, deleted some of Trump's tweets and mentioned that uh, he had essentially broken the protocols of Twitter and he violated this, that, and the next thing. So he was given a ban. I fully expect that once he leaves the office, it will only be a matter of time Before his account is deleted. I I would predict his account does eventually get deleted. I hope it does. Why? Speculate all you like. Why did it take all four years Hmm. for Twitter to finally get to this point where they're actually deleting the outright lying statements that Trump is making now? Because he's been doing it for years. So why now?
1: Yeah, because until now, or at least not until now, but now their profit. Is less at risk when they do it. When Trump had power and had support and had the Senate, maybe Twitter deleting him, they would have had some clapback, and they would have seen their profits right. go down. And their profits are much needed because every single social media company is sinking as hard as they try to pretend
0: that they are rich. Well, Twitter have never turned a profit. Yeah. we've talked about this before.
1: But now Trump doesn't have support. He doesn't really have power. It's kind of a like a. He's kind of, he's like a a ghost president for the next couple of weeks. Um, Twitter can do what they want and they're less worried. I'm sure they will lose some people. People will refuse to go to Twitter now because blessed Trump isn't on there. But, you know, uh, it's less of a risk. So that's, that's, it's just money. It's always money. They don't have principles. Like whenever I'm talking about, like, I hope Twitter bans things. I don't, I don't think Twitter has principles. It's just like, that's how business works. And if business is going to work like that for left-wing people, it has to work like that for right-wing people too.
0: Okay, moving on to Georgia. I'm sure this would have been the top story had- oh man, Brexit, Georgia. Has- all hell not broken loose in the Capitol. Yeah. But essentially the Democrats- have now won control of the Senate and of Congress overall. Indeed. Because they won both runoffs in the state of yeah. Georgia. So this was happening because uh, neither candidate had got past the 50% uh, quota, which you need according to the rules of the state of Georgia in the initial November election. Pretty pretty good rule. Pretty good rule. And so it was Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff from the Dems who were up against the Republican incumbents, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. Yeah, Kelly, who was one of the many people who cashed in on the COVID crisis real hard early on. Yep. Raphael Warnock, who is a Baptist pastor, is the first black senator in Georgian history mm-hmm. and only the 11th black member of the Senate in US history as well. Indeed. So the two of them won their states very narrowly, also if only by a handful of votes. But it means now that the Democrats and Republicans will have 50 seats each in the Senate, which is the upper house of Congress. Yeah. And with Kamala Harris presiding over the Senate, she gets the tie-breaking vote. Yeah, she's a decider now. Well, until she's president in two months, I guess. So this gives the Biden administration a much greater chance of achieving his agenda... Uh, or its agenda on issues like healthcare and climate change. <laughs> what agenda? What on earth agenda? <laughs> they don't, I don't know. They haven't said it. They're basically the same agenda as the Labour Party in here in the UK right now. It's just like, oh, yeah, I guess we might do some stuff. Trust us, it will be good. So Republicans were saying that in the run-up to the runoff, Ooh. that they were concerned the voters were going to stay home because Trump was encouraging them to do so (laughs)
1: calling calling an election illegitimate for a few months might make your voters not want to vote maybe
0: and of course then the two of them lost so trump will receive considerable blame for this defeat
1: yeah but again it's not just trump they should have passed out those those checks that two thousand that the two thousand
0: dollars might have won them the vote do you think do you think it would have made a difference
1: yeah, absolutely. People, pe- like, we can't remember how not informed most voters are, and that's not a judgment, it's just a fact. People don't vote based off what they uh, have researched and what they know about the parties. They vote based off their experience of their parties. So if one of the parties has recently just, like, without any hassle, chucked a bunch of money at you, you're probably going to vote for them. People are biased t- towards recent history and they're biased towards personal gain. Um, what, else, what other things that would have helped was having, like, an actual candidate opposing either seat right? Uh, and granted they couldn't really chop and change their candidates because they were the ones that you had control um but we've got uh purdue who couldn't who couldn't debate at all lost one debate and then just like didn't show up for anything else yep. and then kelly who who incompetently tried to pretend that her wealth was
0: a sign of her uh, her own competence and success i did talk about the fact that this would be the top story but i lied Uh, In amongst all the chaos at Capitol Hill, I forgot about the fact that a a phone call was released between President Donald Trump... Oh, boy, yeah, even more illegality. And Brad uh, Raffensperger, who's the Georgian Secretary of State, Yeah. in which Trump, in an hour-long phone call, Trump told him... To find an extra eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, which would give him one more than Biden. Yeah. And throughout this entire phone call, I mean, there was there were legal threats in there. He insisted he had the votes dozens of times over. He did. Though. He said that you know we've won by a hundred thousand votes or a couple of hundred thousand votes, so only eleven thousand or so. It's fine. It's like saying, yeah. hey James, by the way, I know you owe me two hundred quid, but just give me a twenty. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. You know, it's fine. It's, it's only 20 quid. Yeah, I don't actually care about the fraud. I just want to win. Th- this this phone call is so brazenly corrupt. Yep. It is, it's beyond words that <laughs> this entire Capitol story, the, the siege of the Capitol building, has overtaken yeah. what should have been something which removed Trump. Yeah, that would have been enough. That People were already debating, like,
1: hey, how many laws did he break? How much of this is good enough for impeachment? Like, just exactly how bad was this? It wasn't a debate of, like, was this bad or not? It was just, like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, that that was just illegal. <laughs> but um, but now it's something which is just going to be forgotten about. A little footnote, indeed. Um, but what we shouldn't forget about is the fact that the dudes from Georgia weren't going to release the tape. They were happy to sit quietly until Trump tweeted about it and told his own couple of little lies about All it. All right which is a huge problem. If the president or if the leader of any country phones you and it's like, hey, oh, corruption and fraud, please, um, you might want to report it, not just keep it secret until the president lies about it. You know? Yep. So that's a big problem. We shouldn't forget it because it clearly shows yet another example of how corruption is accepted by a certain group of people so long as it benefits them to,
0: to keep it quiet. It goes back to the point we made earlier about people who say, this isn't America. This isn't the bastion <laughs> of democracy or the, the cradle of democracy, which I kept hearing yesterday. No, it's not. We invented freedom. This isn't freedom. It has actively engaged in voter suppression for decades. Yeah. That is a fact.
1: It was founded on the... The the, the whole of the, of the nation was founded based on one... Sorry. One of the founding facts of America was that they believed that a black person was worth... Two th- no, two-thirds of a white person, I believe. Because they, wa- do- they wa- peep, slave owners wanted their slaves to be able to vote. People that didn't have slaves didn't. <laughs> so they so they came to the conclusion that slaves were worth not quite as much of a vote.
0: Do you know what I was reading about this week? Gerrymandering. Do you know what gerrymandering is, James? Oh, yeah, gerrymandering. We do that in the UK. We're pros at that as well. So this was something I was completely unaware of, which is... Oh, it's huge, yeah. Essentially, the way that cities are divided up. yeah or districts. or the, the the fact that governors will will rule districts of their city and they'll get the votes in the districts of their city and some of the lines some of the lines that are drawn here yeah are outrageous yeah
1: the the, the the principle is like if you've got if you've got 10 votes to to out of one city you can draw the borders and the boundaries of that city so that somebody who gets 30% of the total votes wins every single seat basically yeah um or nine of the seats or whatever. I'm a vast majority of the seats. Uh, I encourage anybody who doesn't know about gerrymandering to uh, start off. I'm pretty sure CGP Great on YouTube did a pretty good video about it. But then you just Google it because there are some super basic graphs, examples of like how it's bad. <laughs> and we do it in the UK. We like This isn't just an American thing. The conservatives love to have control over a district by by having their areas cover a smaller and more rural population and then, like, try and clump as much of the progressive vote into one space as possible.
0: It's basically just like, okay, how can I win if I include all these very, very specific areas? Okay, great. Draw a line around them all. And that's our one. And and like the, the lines, they're supposed
1: to have rules and limits and guides. And it's like, well, you've got the communities have to be homogenous. All right, well, I guess like that means we'll just put all the black votes into one place, uh, <laughs> because that's how we decide what a community is. And then, and but that means that maybe it follows one street for two miles, and then that entire black block of flats and then the street on the other end is another entire block of flats okay and uh, like the, yeah gerrymandering huge problem we can do a whole we could do a whole show about it
0: so just one final point before we move on I realise we've talked a lot about this Trump's legacy I believe will now be th- this this Capitol building wrecked ruined windows smashed Man, yeah. people who have been sh- who have actually died yeah inside the building of images which I'm sure will win Pulitzer prizes at the end of the year. Indeed, indeed, yeah. And as you say, as you said earlier, James, it it didn't surprise me that this happened. It's not shocking at all. But it still, it still hit me like, oof, I can't believe this is happening." But of course, it's happening. Of course, it is.
1: Yeah, like, there's that level of like, yeah. Like it's something that you've predict- hard predicted for months based off the rhetoric that some that that a group of people are putting out. You're like, well, this is inevitably going to lead to violence. This is inevitably going to lead to an attempt at a uh, uh, insurgency, basically. Yeah. Well, look, it happened. I'm not surprised, but it still feels pretty huge.
0: Okay, is there anything else to add before we <laughs> have a long line? Probably.
1: Down? I've I like I've forgotten I've forgotten the rest of it. If there is, it, it, c- absolute mad scenes. Oh, wait, wait. One last thing. One last thing. Okay, I believe this whole thing was an attempt to to nullify the counting of the votes, right? Yeah. Overturning an election. Some might call that, you know, a coup. Let's just call it a mob, like the BBC is calling it these, like, somehow. Um, They do realize that if they overturned, Trump wouldn't still be president. In two weeks, the president would have been Nancy Pelosi. I I did not know that. If they managed to, to delay the vote and all that, Pelosi becomes president. VP and, and P, they're gone. They'd go anyway. They would have had to do a lot more than delay the vote to keep Trump on. They would have had to actually fundamentally change the rules of the United States to have Trump stay on. We would have had. I did, We would have had a,
0: a a very very
1: not nice Pelosi
0: as president. I did have one final point, James. This was about something you mentioned earlier: people who were selfieing their way through the Capitol building, including selfies with the cops. Any oh, policeman yeah. who was in any of those selfies needs to be fired. So, a couple points here. The first one being, if this mob, as you say, some outlets have described them, were black, or Brown or any other color than white. Or just not radically right wing. There would have been blood spilled down the steps of, of yeah. the Capitol building as soon as one broke into the building. Before they reached the been steps. It.
1: Before they hit, reached the steps. As soon as the first like yep. barricade was, was, was moved an inch, there would have been a huge, huge um, backlash. As we have seen, this is just evidence because every single right wing protest and right wing thing they kick off into violence and then they keep going violent and then they keep being they keep doing violence and then eventually the police are like hey oh please stop and um, the one time that the police showed up in force to put down at a proud boys march the proud boys melted because they are cosplayers and um, but every single time there's 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 um, protests that are mixed mixed race instead of just white or like left-leaning instead of just radically right, the police are there. <laughs> they are so on. Yeah, They are there. They've got their gear out. They've invested their money and they're going
0: to use every penny. So, so there's that side of things, first of all, which is if this had been a, a BLM march, there would have been very, very different end results. No the second doubt. point here, James, is in regards to the arrests, which, at, as you say, at this point, are sitting around the 40-ish mark. Is there really going to be this massive i don't know fbi size investigation into what (laughs) happened and finding these people because i doubt it well if you
1: remember the black lives matter protest some random girl firebombed a police car and the fbi tracked her down based off her t-shirt or something wow so if we don't have similar levels of arrests going on from this with hundreds of people selfie recording themselves thousands thousands i don't understand and I, I I do understand. I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't that level of response from the bureau or from anything else, because that's just the difference between uh, the the how the two sides are received when they protest.
0: Right, James. I need something <laughs> light and one. fluffy now. Man, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a huge episode. <laughs> I really hope not, because it makes my editing life harder. So it I'm just does, gonna run does. through this we really blast quickly. Arrest. Nothing happened with Brexit. so We can just go say Brexit. Sounds good. Brexit is a thing. Well, we'll I'm sure we'll talk about that in weeks to come. Okay.
1: Fishermen aren't happy. Farmers aren't happy, but they probably also are.
0: Okay. Moving on. What have we been watching over the Christmas period? Well, James, I have finished uh, two series of two separate TV shows. What about you? Uh, a TV show and two anime! Hey, okay, well, let's start with your TV show. And don't spoil it for me because I've not seen it yet and I still want to. You've not seen it yet. Right.
1: Ozark. I've I watched Ozark season two and three, unless we've already had season four released, in which case season three and four. have I've watched we the, have not. the most two recent seasons. Um, two and three. I hate every single character in this show and it's amazing. <laughs> they are all so dumb. <laughs> Uh, they all they all just need to talk a little bit more and solve their problems. They all make stupid mistakes. They all have like uh, the 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 most dumb decisions, uh, and they're all angry at each other. And it's amazing. Okay, it's so well so well written. Every single every single ounce of my hate is is earned by good writing. Uh, the acting is on point, more better than I expected, especially from the younger the younger cast members. Uh, there's a wee bit of writing going on where it's like a little bit of magic, like something just happens and it's a bit too simple, or the solution to a problem is just a little bit simple. You are like, that doesn't really answer all the questions. But that's okay, because the rest of the show is so good. Um, I don't really take issue with a little bit of magic writing every now and then. Um, however, just the overall tone, style, mood remains... On point, the show is still better than I expected it to be because I just thought they were trying to cash in on the Breaking Bad feels. But no, they're doing something yeah. very different in a lot of ways. And I, I, I really, I really like this show.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to hit you with a TV show I finished. It's season four of The Office. Hey! And again, I'm en- I'm enjoying it. Uh, Michael Scott has a little bit more light and shade. He's still not someone who I actively enjoy watching. No. Because he's just not a good person and a terrible manager. Indeed. And yeah, I, I felt that season four is it was much more focused on storyline as opposed to just random episodes. Episodic, yeah. In which in which things happen. There was actually threads and themes going on. Yeah. So whilst the show has, has issues with the way that some of the characters are just given certain characteristics and that's what they always do and that's the only thing they do and there's no sort of shade with them. Yeah, everyone's talking immediately. And, and yeah, exactly. Michael Scott at least is given a little bit of something else so yeah. I, I can see what they're doing and I I, it's still enjoyable yeah. I stick it on with my dinner nice and easy I'd, I'd say they branch
1: out with the character depth the more it goes on there's there's a wee bit here and there
0: okay I've got one more TV show uh, to go to and I'm just gonna go for it now it's Fleabag oh, everybody Oh, Fleabag and it's season 2 of course this is the show which cleaned up at the Emmys in 2019 yep. and rightfully so it is the Phoebe Waller-Bridge at one woman Edinburgh fringe show turned TV series, which initially was for BBC Three, but was so well received that they put it into a prime time slot. Barack Obama said it was his favourite show of the year in 2019, hey. and now it's on Amazon Prime. So it is it is a show which actually makes me laugh out loud. Yeah, because of it's the it's the writing is is very very sharp. It's very witty. It's well acted. And it tells a relatable story. Mm -hmm. It also has an excellent cast. Olivia Colman is superb. Phoebe uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge herself, also brilliant. Kristen Scott Thomas has a cameo in episode three of season two, and she's brilliant. I really, really liked it. Of course, Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott plays the priest. And he is, again, sensational. Really, really liked it. I thought the end of the season was brilliant. Mm -hmm. really did uh, give it a a good send-off, and I can see why Phoebe Waller-Bridge is refusing to write any more episodes because it was great the way it was. Thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. Don't watch it with your mum and dad. Uh, I I, I plan to watch it
1: not with my parents.
0: It's it's great and the episodes are like 25 minutes long and there's only 12 of them in the entire show's existence. That's yeah, that kind of stuff. Sometimes you just need a wee limited series
1: and it's it's dreams. It's class. Okay, James, anime's go. I watched an anime called Laid-Back Camp. It is a show about a very small high school club who want to do camping. And that's about it. It's (laughs) the winter time. The show is in the winter, so they're going winter camping. And it's about several different characters with their different reasons that they want to go camping. Somebody's uh, brand new to it and they just like the idea and they fall in love with the whole thing. Somebody else only likes camping on their own and they learn about, like, hey, maybe camping with people's fun sometimes. Uh, Overall, I was, again, amazed at how much I could like a show that was seemingly about something so trivial and nothing-y. It is super warm for a show based entirely around people being cold uh, it is one of the coziest and warmest shows i've ever seen like snug and every all of those words in general really really lovely the characters are solid they are classic anime characters a bit exaggerated but that's what you're there for um i was surprised that they got character development again the show felt like it was about something meaningless but the characters got development i loved it it was charming just just great. And and the then the tunes, the music was not was nice too. I, I kept having I kept waking up the next morning after watching an episode with the music still in
0: my head. That's that's good. Okay, you've got one more show to review. Go. I also
1: watched Violet Evergarden. That's a Netflix wow. anime. Um so you might have seen a few um, bits of marketing for that. If, if 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 you're on the old Netflix, once again another beautiful show. This one's about uh, a, basically uh, a child soldier, but not in the way that we'd expect. It's, it's just a, 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 somebody who just happened to be a child soldier in a in a universe that I don't understand how, how she's a child soldier, but she was. She loses her she loses her arms. We are established very early on that this character has fake arms. Okay, um, and she's also. Um, lost touch with her commander, her major, um, and she, being a child soldier, was clearly from day one very dependent on the on their leader. Uh, and we're and we're kind of just following them through, uh, learning how to deal with this this loss of a person in their life, uh, loss of a purpose in their life, while they learn uh, about writing letters. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so somebody who, who has been detached from emotion and all of that because a child soldier is learning about emotion and all of that because they're trying to help people who can't write, write letters. Um, and, and it's just a, an established business in this universe is, is letter writing. And it's a post-war universe. Um, and so we're, we're experiencing a bunch of post-war stories. We're seeing PTSD. We're seeing people who are um, coming back from war and depressed. We're seeing families who are torn apart. We're seeing uh, all, all sorts of stories based around... Uh, the kind of things you see uh, in an era uh, of post-war, including like people trying to rekindle war and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. I would say that having this childish lead allowed the show to explore those stories in a way that having a normal character wouldn't. Things have to be shown in a different way. Right. She's learning things in a different way. So as much as I thought, hey, it's kind of dumb that we're doing this all from a child soldier's perspective... In the beginning, it was just because I was a bit small-brained. I really should have realized that having such an unusual perspective would allow them to tell their stories in a super different way. They have given the character like an unnatural amount of beauty and everybody falls in love with her and stuff like that, but that's just standard anime stuff. Uh, Aside from those usual anime tropes, the show in general is just... Something to behold. I was heartbroken every single episode. Huge emotions every single episode. Stuff that five years ago, if I told myself I was going to actually be able to be emotional about these things, I'd be like... <laughs> uh, but now that I realize that being emotional is okay and it doesn't make you less manly and stuff. True. I was super emotional and it was great. <laughs> I, 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 I recommend the show. Um, if you're not an anime watcher, as usual, it might be hard to watch, but it's a solid recommend.
0: Well, thank you, James. And also, if you have any further reviews, dear listener, if you've finished anything, if it's a book or a, a game, which I'm about to do, I'm about to review oh, yeah. a game next week. I read some books. I should talk about those someday. Movie or a TV series, you can send us your review and uh, we will read it out or we'll play it if it's uh, an audio format. So please do do that. Indeed. James let's finish up lockdown is now in place for all the home nations all Uh, of us are back in lockdown because kel surprise over Christmas and New Year lots of cases happened
1: Man, it would have been bad enough without the new variant, but man, they, they can at least lay some of the blame on the on the super-spready variant.
0: Yeah, so this new variant is reportedly 70% more transmissible. Yeah. I'm unsure if it is more <laughs> effective in terms of shutting down people's immune systems or leading to further illnesses. No, I don't know. I don't but know. it spreads... Way more easily. And uh, James, as you say, case numbers are through the roof. Wednesday, UK reported a further 1,041 daily deaths. Like actually upsettingly
1: big numbers again, as always.
0: Which is the highest... Death toll since April. And it's only going to go up. And 62,000 new cases were recorded, which was the highest yeah. daily number since mass testing began. Like we might be seeing like 6,000 deaths a day
1: in a couple of weeks. I don't know. This is actually scary. It's it's huge. And again, it's government mishandling that's leading to these big numbers. Blame the new variant all you want, but these numbers
0: are the government's fault. We'll get to that in just a second. There are currently over 30,000 COVID patients in UK hospitals <sighs> And intensive care units are struggling to cope. Yeah. Current patient numbers are over a third higher than the previous peak on the 12th of April last year when 21,000 were in hospital. Yeah. So, James, this is as feared. Hospitals creaking under the pressure. Countries in lockdown for the foreseeable future. In Scotland, it's yeah. going to be the, the entirety of January and I suspect Probably into longer. February. Yeah. Yeah. In England, we had Boris Johnson on Sunday telling people, send your kids back to school. And then on Monday saying, and then on Monday saying, actually, you know what? Schools are shut. Keep your kids at home. Oh, you know what?
1: It's the school's fault. The school's fault that that all this happened. Like, how do you do such a shambolic U-turn and have it be a super dangerous thing?
0: Well, I mean, the UK government have... For a day. They've got an actual track record on this. If you cast your minds back to the heady days of July, in which... Boris was saying, "Well, face masks are up to the individual," and Matt Hancock was saying, "No, we support face masks." And then Michael Gove went on TV to say, "It depends on the person." Sometimes then. it depends if you're eating a sandwich or a pie. And then eventually, the UK government said, "No, you need to wear masks." So
1: they've they've got form. No, yeah, no, the the, the, the indecision is is. On the record, they've been embarrassing since day one, but you can't make a worse decision than, hey, everybody, with this new COVID variant, go have Christmas parties with your family and then send all your kids to a school uh, to intermingle. And then, then we'll lock you all down right after that. It's just to maximise transmission. You, so couldn't have, you couldn't have maximised transmission pre-lockdown harder than they did.
0: Yeah, so, so we knew going into this that Scotland was going to have this... Boxing Day lockdown. The England. Lockdown, yeah. were very slow to follow, but eventually did. And, they are, and now, they've invented a Tier 4 and they've invented Tier 5. Oh, I've lost track. And now, as you say, James, we're seeing record numbers and in a really, really terrible way. Yeah, look at the graphs. It's it's scary how how huge the numbers are um, compared to the first spike that locked us all down. Just to, to get this year off to an even better start, what do you see 2021 looking like in terms of the pandemic do you expect we will be in a series of lockdowns or is there light at the end of the tunnel
1: lockdowns for a couple of months then we'll start easing the lockdowns and if we do that well we might be we might be able to keep ahead of it with like vaccination and stuff like that um like we've we've got I think it's like at this point in Scotland one in 40 people has had the virus
0: in in London I believe earlier this week, it was one in 30 people had had the virus, which had is the vi- yeah. mental.
1: So those numbers are scary and big enough, but just with the way all the numbers are going and with the fact that we are having vaccinations now, I expect that a well-managed lockdown this one time followed by a well-managed easing of lockdown could lead to no more lockdowns ever again. Do you expect that that's the way it's going to go? I think they're going to mess up. Uh, in some level or another and and at least like some cities are going to be put back into full lockdown or something like that i i don't expect a a, a national lockdown again um um and even like the current one we've got some islands that aren't really as locked down as other places and things like that um but like I, i i can't believe it's this late in and we're still like, hey, are we maybe going to have to lock down again? When we started this and we saw the shambolic responses, like, well, we're going to have to do at least one lockdown, probably two. Now we're into and it's just like a year in and we still don't know when or what kind of progress to expect. And it's because we did such a bad job of the first lockdown. And then we did such a bad job of locking down afterwards. And it all comes down to leadership and government. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if Nicola leaves after all this, not because she's done a ba- as bad a job as Boris, but because she's done a pretty bad job in the yep. world stage. And well, granted, we are held down by the anchor that is Boris and his decisions and the limited power that Scotland has. So maybe that'll be the only way she keeps her job is just saying, hey, I couldn't really do a lot more because we didn't have the funds. We didn't have the freedom.
0: There was talk this week, James, I don't know if you saw it, Of people only being let into the UK from international airports if they'd had a negative COVID test. Imagine bringing that. Think of that novel idea. Wow, who could have thought of that? I don't know.
1: A year ago, and said it on a podcast. Us with tiny little brains and no knowledge. If we can think of that idea, months and months and months ago, how is it not a national thing? Like countries that have done that have seen fewer
0: cases enter their borders. It's in- it's incredible. Okay, one uh, final item before we wrap up. Jacob Rees-Mogg is under fire because he crossed coronavirus tiers to go to church. Yeah. The leader of the Commons was spotted at a Latin mass in Glastonbury, Somerset, which is under tier 4 regulations. This is actually from last uh, a couple of days ago. And this was 15 miles away from his home which is in, Which isn't tier 3.
1: Uh, tier 3. And you're not allowed to cross tier boundaries.
0: Correct. Do you think yes. anything will happen here other than him no. just being
1: a? I will not finish that sentence. Oh, I don't even think he'll apologize. He hasn't apologized for things in the past. I'm not surprised that Jacob rees and his tiny, tiny brain couldn't adhere to some basic rules. Um, he's one of the most prominent idiots who've managed to land on their feet. I don't understand how you can say and do so many things that are so clearly stupid and still have your job, but Dominic Cummings didn't get fired until he made fun of Boris's um, wife. Um... Girlfriend? He did. Fiance? His, his girlfriend's dog, yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- this kind of a mistake doesn't lose your job. This kind of a mistake, in, in the Conservative Party that is, doesn't mean that you need an apology. What he's done is clearly not quite as bad as Cummings did with his whole trip and that shenanigan that we should never forget. It's clearly, though, much worse than what Nicola did by taking off her face mask at a socially distant thing in a gathering that was approved. Yep. She apologised. Will Jacob apologise? No, will he be asked to? I really would be surprised if he is. Are they going to sweep it under the rug? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my, I, I lose more and more respect. Like, amongst the many names of the Conservative Party, Jacob Rees-Mogg is one of the the big names that I just keep losing respect for, and I'm surprised at how little respect I can have for somebody and still have less the next day.
0: Okay. Well, on that note, James, it's
1: time to end the show. Yeah, please come on the show, though, Jacob. Um, I'm sure you'd provide an interesting conversation full of fancy words that you learned in school once and just haven't managed to forget yet.
0: Well, he did go to a Latin mass, so... I mean, of course you did. Yeah. We measure
1: people's intelligence based off what they can remember from lessons by rote.
0: And uh, I'm unable to remember many of those lessons, if any. Seesaw Parade is uh, determined to... I'm writing a statement here. Cecil Pride is determined to <laughs> breach the tally of episodes that we set in 2020. Whoa. There we go. But we can only do it because of you, people who listen. So thank yeah, you very yeah. much. Appreciate it. And if you have anything you would like to say in relation to anything we've talked about, please yeah. get in touch. We would please love inform to hear from us. You. We need. We need to be.
1: We, everybody's minds need to need to be expanded. Please
0: help us expand our minds. Absolutely. Okay, James. For I expand my waistline with a Domino's pizza. <laughs> hey, I will see you next week for hopefully yeah. a happier episode, but I wouldn't count on it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, bye.
1: Happy New Year, everyone. See you again. Bye.